Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some things to look for when you're bidding a new pool service account. And this is kind of an honest pool evaluation for yourself as the person who's going to take care of the pool and also for the client you're bidding the service for. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. If you're new at the bidding process for pool service or if you're just trying to build up your pool route, you may not be familiar with a lot of different things. And of course, there are things that you're going to learn as you get these pools, I think the first thing to always keep in mind when you're getting a service bid is why they're getting the service in the first place. Are they unable to maintain the pool because they're busy at work? They don't have the skills to balance the pool? Or are they hiring you because they're having problems with the pool? These are all important factors that kind of help you know what you're getting into. Just like when you buy a used car, you always want to know, why is the person selling the car? And these are all important factors when you're doing the bid. And sometimes the pool guy disappears on the customer and they may mention the fact that, hey, the last pool company just stopped showing up. That may be a red flag or that may just be a flaky customer. So kind of tuck that in your back pocket and keep that information because maybe they don't pay on time or maybe there's other issues with uh, with the clients. And then, of course, you would want to meet the client. A lot of times people are busy and they just want you to give them a bid. They say, oh, the gate's unlocked, go back there. But I prefer meeting at least one of the two spouses or the client so that you kind of have an idea of who you're dealing with. When you take on a pool kind of blindly without meeting the person, you may not actually like that client. So you may have problems later on down the road where you took the account because you needed the pool. So meeting the client of course, it's kind of crucial because you're going to be doing their pool every month and you have to kind of know who you're doing the pool for, know if they have kids, know you know if they have parties every week. These are all important aspects of it. Of course, knowing if it's an Airbnb or a short-term rental are also big factors. And so meeting the client and knowing what they use the pool for are things that are really important. And then you're going to move on from that and you're going to have an honest assessment of the pool itself and of the equipment. Now, I think the first thing to note here is that if there's anything in the pool itself that kind of stands out to you, you definitely want to note it when you're doing the bid. I suggest having some Dawn soap in a water bottle. You should carry this anyway so that you can kind of take the glare off the surface. When you're doing a bid, it would help be helpful sometimes to spray it on the surface to kind of see the bottom clearly. And if you see any kind of stains in there that are kind of permanent, Make sure you note those, just like when you return in, when you go to get a rental car, they walk around the car to see if there's any dings or dents or scratches before they hand you the keys. And then when you return the car, they do the same thing again. 
Well, that's what you're doing with the pool here. You're kind of walking around looking for any kind of dings and dents, which would be stains, and even actual cracks in the plaster or chips, because you don't want to be held responsible for that later. You know, you take over the account, and the customer says two weeks later, hey, there's a big iron rust stain in the, in the deep end. You, can, you have a photo when you did the bid saying, well, I took a picture of that when I did the bid. That was already there when I got the account. You don't want to be accused of something that was pre-existing before you took the account. And if you're the kind of person that's very trusting and you're like, well, you know, it's there. The customer probably saw that and I'm not going to bother with it. I wouldn't be that trusting person because that can come back to hurt you. Maybe not with this client, but with another client where there's a stain or something wrong with the pool and you get blamed for it because you were doing your due diligence at the bid to note it. And these are all important factors. You know, the pool surface, how it looks, and things to note for the customer. I always like to run my hand on the wall of the pool to feel it, to see if it's rough or smooth. And I had one pool where I actually ran my hand on it, and it was like sandpaper. So I made a note of that to the, the client that, you know, I might be able to help you to get some of the scale off the pool, but it's really rough. And I have a treatment method that I can probably implement. It may do something, it may not, but I suggest you feel the surface yourself and note how rough it is. This is how I'm taking the pool on being rough like this. And do note things like that. Now then you want to step over to the equipment. And this is something that I think is really crucial to how you're going to maintain the pool. And something that right away, of course, is hard for you to do a bid and tell the customer, hey, you need to invest in a new pump or filter. This may not go over well. And it may not be something you need to do. But you can definitely do an assessment of the pool filter and the pump just by a visual assessment. You can kind of, you know, with experience, kind of gauge how old it is and, you know, if this is going to be a problem down the line. And I would tell the customer honestly, look, you know, I see your pump has a lot of rust on the back and it's a really old model, I can tell just by looking at it. So down the line, you're going to need to upgrade your, your pump and motor. If that's something that you're okay with, I can definitely take on the account and use it as it is right now, but just let you know that, you know, down the road, anywhere from, you can't really predict the time, but I would say, you know, in the few, near future, or maybe even last longer than that, but I definitely think that's going to be something you're going to have to replace. And usually you're going to get an idea of the client by how they react to that. They may say, yeah, I realize my equipment's old and I'm definitely going to need a new pump and I knew that already, so that's not a problem. Or they may say, well, if you can get the best out of it, and then maybe when that one dies, if you can find a used one and put it in, that's the route I would like to go. That client, you know, put that in your back pocket again with the other information you have. And you may want to take the account, but you may want to consider them kind of low-hanging fruit. So when you get a better account, you're going to just wean them off your route. Or they may eventually change their tune and go for a new pump once they get to know you as a service provider. They may be hesitant because they're thinking you're going to try to sell, upsell them stuff when you first do the bid. So they, that's maybe why they have that attitude. You won't know until you actually have to replace something, how the customer is going to actually react to it. So I wouldn't judge them too much by that, but I would also keep a note of that, that they may not be the customer that's going to want to upgrade their equipment later. And as you start doing pool care, you're going to realize that the filter is probably one of the main components of how the pool is going to be maintained. I mean, you can put tons of chemicals in there. You can keep the chlorine level at 20 parts per million, 
But if the filter is not working effectively, you're going to have all kinds of water, water quality issues. And so assess the filter. Of course, you're not going to take it apart that first, you know, during the bid. In most cases, unless you're going to do some kind of filter cleaning for the client also. So you're not going to know what it looks like inside that filter. So just tell the customer or ask him, hey, when's the last time they changed the cartridges? When's the last time they changed the DE grids? If they don't know or if they just bought the house, then you can tell them, well, when I take the filter apart to clean it, I'm going to go ahead and assess the age of the elements in there, the cartridges or the grids. And if it's a sand filter, you know, you can kind of tell just by using the filter and how the pool water quality is if the sand needs to be replaced. And you can also address that. But let them know that you don't know anything about the filter. And so you'll let them know, you know, how what you think of it when you take it apart and clean it. Or when you start servicing the pool, the sand filter is going to be an issue. And if you let them know up front this, and of course you're not trying to upsell them a new filter at this point, but you're just being honest with them. You don't know what's in that filter, and it may affect how you're going to keep the pool clean. You can kind of gauge sometimes just by looking at the pool that it wasn't maintained properly. And it could just be the chemicals, but it could be the filtration. And so keep that in mind also. And most people are going to be okay with that. You take the car into a mechanic. They don't know your vehicle. They're going to do the inspection. And it's only right for them to say, well, I'm going to do the inspection. And if I find something, I'll let you know. It's not like they're going to actually find something wrong with it. In a lot of cases, I mean, if you trust the mechanic, and same with you, if they trust you, you're not looking for problems, but you're going to assess it and you're going to correct things. And as long as they know that you're an honest company and hopefully they've been referred to you by somebody or you have good reviews online, they're going to kind of trust you automatically right there. I try to use the same people for my rental properties that I've always used, but I have them kind of spread out sometimes. And so my normal air conditioner guy won't go to a certain area and recently I had to call a HVAC company. I relied on the reviews online to call this company. And they were really quick. They got out there within like three or four minutes, three or four minutes, three or four hours, three or four minutes would be great. And they fixed it. And it was, a you know, I would say I Googled the part to make sure because I, I always like to just double check. Within, within the range of reason that they re- replaced this part and charged me for it, it wasn't a bargain, but they weren't gouging me. And so I kind of trusted them based on their reviews. And they kind of proved that they were pretty good. They weren't the cheapest company. They were really good as far as being out there the same day within three or four hours. And so I really liked the company. And I'll use them again. And that's kind of how you want to get clients. You know, if you haven't been referred to them, people will generally trust you unless you give them some reason not to trust you, whether bad on online reviews or something you do to make them not trust you. So you're going to get the benefit of the doubt is what I'm saying. If, you know, the customer doesn't know you, you weren't referred by somebody, they'll give you the benefit of the doubt and they're going to have some kind of automatic trust that you're going to be honest with them until you prove otherwise. But hopefully you're an honest company and you're going to assess their filter and assess their equipment in an honest way. And of course, you don't know anything about their heater, you know, if it's going to fire up or any kind of problem. So when you're doing the bid, just tell them, you know, when you go to use the heater, if there's a problem, we'll address it at that time. Definitely, you want to give them an honest assessment of their equipment, and you don't want to give them any kind of estimates of how long things are going to last, because if you say, well, yeah, your motor looks pretty old, your pump looks old, it should last a while, and then the following week it goes out, they're going to be a little suspicious of you. So don't give any 
definite dates. Just tell them that it looks old and, you know, you don't know the lifespan, but you'll see how long you can run it with that and eventually they're going to need a new one. Something else to assess that you may not think about while you're out there is the general area of the pool, the foliage, the trees around it, and depending on the season. I mentioned this before in another podcast when I talked about bidding, that trees fall at different times or leaves fall at different times. And if you're new, you, you probably don't know a lot about trees and you're going to become like a junior botanist when you're done with pool service. For sure, when you retire, you're going to know like every single tree and every single bush, maybe by name even in some cases. And I know a lot of trees by names, but they all drop at different times of year. So if you have, if you're bidding a pool in, let's say, you know, October, November, and the pool looks really great, and you notice you look up and you see eucalyptus trees around it, you may not know this, but eucalyptus trees actually drop everything from like April through September. And then in the winter months when the other trees are dropping stuff, they don't drop anything in the pool or not much. You know, even the bark of the eucalyptus trees comes off in the summertime. And so if you're bidding this pool in October and everything looks spectacular, come May or June, that pool's going to be, you know, knee high in eucalyptus leaves. You got a problem there. So kind of know your botany a little bit and know the trees around when they are going to bloom. Oak trees, for instance, will drop all their seed pods in, you know, March and April. And so you're going to have, if you have oak trees, you're going to have the whole surface covered in this yellow kind of pollen. And so know this fact of the backyards and of the trees around that some may cause you problems later. And of course, the general trimming of the trees is an important factor too. If the trees are overgrown and haven't been trimmed in a long time, you can usually tell if a tree hasn't been trimmed in a while by the dead leaves in there or by how it's just not shaped properly. It's just like growing wild. That's a good indicator that the trees are going to have problems when it gets windy or when they start dropping stuff in the pool. And then, of course, dirt. If the neighbor has a dirt lot, kind of think that that dirt's going to blow into that pool when the wind blows from the west or whatever. And these are all things that you should take in while you're there. And of course, you're going, you, you won't know exactly how everything's going to look every month of the year, but you can get a general idea of it by looking at the trees around, the dirt lot next to the pool, how that yard is maintained. You know, if the grass is right up to the coping of the pool, or there's like a two foot, you know, or three foot cement path, then realize too that when the gardener's there, more than likely a lot of the grass is going to get into the pool. These are all things that you're looking at. And of course, you're not going to be, you're not going to know everything while you're there because you're not going to be there for an hour. But within 10 or 15 minutes, you can, you can really assess everything. And with experience, you're going to know what to look for, what your surroundings are, and you're going to look at different aspects of the backyard and know if this account is something that you want to take. And there are some pools that are much easier to assess than others. And again, with experience, you're going to get better at this. But the, you know, the key elements, how the pool looks itself, you know, any kind of stains on there that are permanent, cracked tiles, the deck, how, how the deck look, you know, there are there cracks on the coping, things like that. How's the mastic around the pool? Is it really aged? And is the pool kind of slipping and moving? Are there cracks in the plaster? How's the equipment overall visually? These are all things that you can assess. And of course, what's in the backyard, what's in the neighboring yards, what's in the area are all things that you can pretty much assess. And with experience, you can pick out the good pools 
from the bad pools pretty quickly. And of course, a few things that you put in your pocket, you know, when you're doing the bid, you know, the customer, the other pool guy disappeared, or the customer's yard appears pretty disheveled, or they were kind of hedging on replacing the equipment. Those are all things that you want to readdress later when you need to. You know, if the first month payment is late, it may be an indicator that why the other pool company disappeared. So those are all things that are kind of empirical, not really part of the pool or the equipment, but something that's going to play a role in if this pool is something you're going to keep long term and the quality of the account. These are things you can't really assess right away, but you get a kind of an inkling for it. And if they pan out to be true, you're going to know that this account, even though maybe the other factors are okay, dealing with the client that's always late, that's kind of not really nice to you, or other factors like that, uh, those are also something that will come into play. And if this is going to be a long-term account or one of those accounts that you're going to dump when you get a better account. And if you're looking for the podcast that I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on that podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu. And you're going to see the other episodes that I've recorded. You can listen to other business episodes or just general episodes there. And if you're in the industry and want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.